Hey, Brian Kane, the host of the Mental Performance Mastery podcast series here with you. And thanks for checking out this Golf Mental Performance Mastery podcast with Kane and Carp, or what we're going to refer to as Golf MPM. Now, this is a podcast I've recorded with University of Denver men's golf coach, Trey Carpenter, where we talk specifically about golf mental performance, swing management, course management, and most importantly, self-management. Now, you're going to hear us in the first seven episodes refer to this podcast as Breakfast Balls. That was the name of it before I had a moment and said, you know what, we should actually just call this podcast what it is, Golf Mental Performance Mastery. So if you hear us referring to Breakfast Balls, we now call it Golf Mental Performance Mastery. Glad that you are going to listen. And if you ever want to join the show live, just send me an email, brian at briancane.com, and we can get you on the show. Or if you go to the No Filter Network, so check out No Filter Network and then click on Hosts, click on Brian Kane, and you can get yourself a ticket to come on, ask questions. We'd love to have you. Thanks for checking out the Golf Mental Performance Mastery Podcast with Kane and Carp. Take it one shot at a time and let's dominate the day. Hey, how you doing? Brian Kane, your Mental Performance Mastery Coach here with the Breakfast Balls Podcast. I'm joined by Denver University Head Coach Trake Carp. Carpenter. He's coming in live from an airport. Carp, where are you at right now? Uh, we just got to the Denver airport, headed out to North Carolina State this weekend. So we're going to mess around on some Bermuda for the first time this year and mix it up with some East Coast teams. So we're excited to get a little different taste than uh, desert golf. I feel like we've been playing all year. How about that? Good. I was, I was actually working with one of the NC State athletic teams last night. So uh, interesting that you're heading out in that direction. Very good. Well, Carp, you know, here on the Breakfast Balls podcast, we like to talk about all things mental performance, golf performance. And on this episode, I want to talk specifically about what it means to play your best when it means the most. Obviously, we've got the Masters coming up this weekend. Uh, and you guys are kind of wrapping up your regular season, getting ready to go compete in a conference tournament here coming up. So at this time of year, what's it, what, how, how do you help your team continue to kind of evolve into playing their best where it means the most as we get kind of headed towards playoff time? Yeah, I think I look at it probably two ways. And, and the first one is like what we're doing now or what we're doing in August, it's all towards how are we best prepared for the postseason, right? So, like, we're not just out there. Yeah, we're trying to win the golf tournament, like, while we're out there. But at the same time, like, we're we're focused on, like, long-term, what are we after? Um, I can't remember what, what team it was. I want to say maybe I was watching the NCAA tournament, and, you know, he was talking to about all season, how he told his guys, you know, hey, in practice, like, you can make that pass now, but you can't make that pass in March, right? So, like, we're trying to, to win each week, but still, like, have those moments where, you know, a round starts going sideways. And I say, hey, like, if we're in the NCAA regional right now and you want to check out, like, our season's it, you know? Like, we, we have a little bit of leeway in the regular season to get by with stuff like that. But if you can get in the mindset that you're just all in all the time, when postseason comes around, you take cashing out or taking holes off or shots off or cutting corners, you just take it off the table. So I think that's one thing we try to do is, is keep perspective on what we're after in, in the end game. And I think tied to that, the other thing we do is try to make every event the same, right? Like whether it's the Masters or it's a practice round at our home golf course, like it's 18 holes of golf, right? Like we talk about, we're not playing the other teams. We're playing a golf course. We're playing ourselves. Like that doesn't change. And so 
the more we can simulate practice to be like a tournament or make it tougher, right? Then we get, we just go compete. So I, I think keeping perspective on a long-term, what are we after and realizing that it's bigger than this tournament that we're in right now. And at the same time, just every tournament's the same. You know, if, if I go somewhere, you know, I show up to the conference championship and we start doing things different, the guys are going to be like, okay, well this, there's something different about this one. Right. You know, like they can sense that kind of stuff. So for me, it's just trying to be the same game plan, the same approach all the time. Um, so, so everything's the same when we're just, we're all the time guys. Right. Yeah. Are you an all the time guy? Yeah. Are you anytime guy? Yeah. Are you a morning guy? Yeah. Are you evening guy? Yeah. Right. So looking, looking at how do I, how do if I want to play my best when it means the most, I think you're absolutely right. And you, and you hit it out of the park there with your answer is that you have to treat every day like it's the masters. So when you get to the masters, you can treat it like every day. And at the same time, knowing there's still going to be nerves, there's still going to be feelings, there's still going to be things that come up that only come up during the masters, you know, and I remember 2004, Cal State Fullerton's baseball team uh, goes to the College World Series. They're playing for a national championship against the University of Texas. George Horton's the head coach for Cal State Fullerton. Augie Garrido, who who used to coach at Cal State Fullerton and was George Horton's mentor, is the head coach at Texas. And I remember Coach Horton uh, getting ready to go down to the bus. And as he was getting ready to walk to the bus, he goes to, you know, basically kiss his wife goodbye as he's leaving the hotel room. And she says, George, are you going to put your pants on? And he had put his slider shorts on and his socks on and his shirt on, but he had forgot to put his baseball pants on. And he's getting ready to walk down to the bus. And he's like, you know, at that moment, it hit me that this is, this is different, but you have to process it properly. And he goes, in order to process it properly, you need to have some tools. And some of those tools are the breath. Some of those tools are the routine. Some of those tools are how you talk to yourself. And he goes, and you also have to give yourself the balance between you know, when I'm at this event, there's a time where I can be a fan and there's a time where I have to be a competitor. And I'll take the College World Series my first time having, you know, a team that I was working with make it there. Uh, 2007, UC Irvine. And I remember talking with their head coach, Dave Serrano, you know, going in into to Omaha and saying, hey, there's there's we're in Omaha. You play one day, you're off the next. You play one day off your next different, obviously, than what golf is like. But he goes, when you're here you have to be able to flip the switch between I'm a college baseball fan and I'm walking around the village and I'm at the stadium and I'm enjoying the environment. And then I'm a college baseball competitor where I got to go out there and I realize it's, it's, it's the old Hoosiers. The foot, the hoop is 10 feet. They measure it when they get to the final, they measure the free throw line. You know, the mound is still 60 feet, six inches. First base is still 90 feet. And we actually did that, you know? So I think when you're, you're getting into a golf championship, like let's say when you go to Greyhawk and you know, you're playing for an NCAA national championship, what are some of those, you know, feelings or those emotions that you think can change for guys when they get into the postseason or they get into a major championship on the PGA? Yeah, I think probably a similar experience to what you just described there was 2013 when we made the NCAA finals that I was at Ball State. You know, we, we made it to regionals that year, um, got a playoff in the fifth spot against San Diego State. I mean, no one there has any clue who Ball State is at that point, right? And, uh, you know, we just kind of approached that playoff with the mentality of we have nothing to lose at this point, right? Like we're playing with house money to even have an opportunity to be here. So we kind of took that approach, um, got us through the playoffs. Ironically enough, Xander Shoffley was at San Diego State at that time. So uh, still got one up on Xander. But um, so we make it we make it to the NCAA finals and 
that's a stage that I had never been on, you know, player or coach and none of the guys had really been on. Right. You know, like we'll see a tournament here or there, you know, with the top 10 team, you know, stuff like that. But to see all of them there and, you know, the guys that you're reading about in the articles and get the player of the year awards and like you're hitting balls next to them on the range, you find out pretty quickly if you have a process or not. Right. And Back then, with I, what I knew coaching, I mean, we, we said, hey, you know, don't worry about all this stuff. Just go out there and do your thing. But if you haven't been preaching that message all year long, it, you, you know when you step on the tee at Augusta, right? Like, it's too late to start that process then. So mm-hmm. I think it's, that's been something I've really learned over the years, like hammering home how we approach events early and often, whether it means anything or it's practice or, you know, the Masters, so that when you get there, it's it's not as overwhelming because it's like you said it's easy to talk about and as soon as you get there in the arena and the blood starts flowing and you know you look around you start talking to people and there's spectators and it it all changes really quick right so you know that's where the stuff just knowing what our process is and visualization and all those little things I think really start to play out if you're doing them every week even when things are going well you know so I, I think that's just being pre proactive with with kind of what your process is when you get there you're going to handle it better it's still going to be different like it's not you can imagine the masters all you want that 18 shot you can't recreate the actual feeling right but it's a lot easier to handle all the other stuff if you've done that ahead of time totally and i think you i think one of the biggest gaps i see in in athletic performance and especially in golf performance is practicing the process and a lot of golfers you know the college teams i'll work with on a, when I'm there watching them in a practice round or watching them at, at a, in a training environment is that a lot of it is they're going and they're beating balls instead of, instead of having a specific process that says, this is my warm up physically before I touch my club. This is what I do when I'm on the range in a certain way that I warm up and the, what the shots that I hit. And this is how my mindset is. And when I'm going into a tournament, I have my three keys that I'm trying to execute. And then I'm really clear with what my think box is when I take that breath my play box, what I'm doing in there. And if you haven't practiced all of that, then what happens is you sink to you, you sink to your training. And at that point, your training is not good enough to win. So I think when we're talking about playing your best, when it means the most coaches or people listening to this, you have to realize you're not going to rise to the occasion. That's motivational speaker BS. You're going to sink to your training. So if your training hasn't been elite, if you haven't been practicing process, if you haven't been practicing how to, you know, like, like playing the two ball worst ball. So they have to continually hit the, 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 the worst shot and building that adversity into what they're doing, you know, then I think they're just not as prepared as they need to be for performing on that stage. Yeah. So we actually, we did something similar to that with our home golf course. Um, you know, I think at this point in the year, especially the upperclassmen, is they just step on a tee, they pull the head cover off, they don't think, they know what the target is, and they just go through it, right? So um, earlier in the spring, I, I started giving them some different tee boxes, you know, maybe stuff that doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but they had to, like, stop, think about it. Okay, am I still hitting driver? What's the line here? You know, they know the golf course, but they still have to think through, you know, I'm, I'm six yards closer, the wind's doing this. Like, they have to get into their process, right? So... We did some stuff like that earlier this spring, uh, but I think was helpful. And then last week we tried it out where we made every penalty area. So if it's marked with red paint, it's out of bounds. And if it's fescue, even if it's not marked, that's automatic penalty area. So the entire golf course is like 
covered with with trouble now, right? That we've never had before. So you know, guys are out there having to commit and hit shots that they don't normally have to hit on our home on our home golf course. And I think the scores were a very different and much more separation top to bottom. But if you played well, it didn't make any difference, right? Like if you went through the process, hit good shots, you shoot the same score because you're in a fairway, you're on the green. Um, but the guys who are a little sloppier and, and aren't getting to their process and hitting as quality shots, you know, they pay for it a little bit. So you know, I think that's something that we've been trying to recreate a little bit in practice so that we're getting rid of the, you know, monotony and the trap of just not having to go through a process and just everything being second nature, right? So, um, you know, that's something I've learned to do, I think, over the years, too, is, is constantly change up our environment at home. Awesome. And that's something that I think any coach can do who's listening to this, any high school coach anywhere in the country. And, you know, St. Joseph's, Michigan, they can go out to their their course and they can say, hey, if you're not in the fairway, that's a penalty. That's a penalty stroke. Right. It's changing the way that they play the game. And I remember when I was working with Vanderbilt baseball, one of the things their coach Tim Corbin would do is say, look, when we're playing in the SEC. We're trying to win a national championship. It's going to be four point oh to first base. We got to get the ball there as an infielder. Right. So when the ball would be hit, he'd start a stopwatch. Third baseman would feel that you'd have to make a good throw over to first base and get it there in under four seconds. Well, the runner might be a 4.5, but he gets it there in 4.1. So in traditional baseball, the runner's out because he's not at the base yet. But in this, in this situation, because he's changed the, the rules of the game, hey, it was a 4.1, the guy's safe. So you're making your defense speed up. You're making your players get uncomfortable. I think that's when we're looking at playing your best when it means the most is part of that is being comfortable, being uncomfortable. So with golfers, I've made them, um, you know, swing with a glove or no glove on certain shots. I'd say this is the no glove hole. You can't wear your glove and, and they feel awkward about it, but it's the same thing. You know, I've had them put their shoes on opposite feet. You can still swing. You still it just feels awkward. Well, guess what's going to happen when you're teeing it up at the masters on the first. Board? What's going to happen if you have the lead with nine holes to go in a, in a, you know, Canadian Q school qualifier, it's going to feel awkward. So unless you are intentional about putting yourself in those awkward feeling positions, you're not going to know how to handle it when you get there. Is there anything that you do, Carp, like you were anything else that you do that maybe coaches can take? Like you talked about turning all the fescue or the taller grass, you know, maybe into a penalty area. Is there anything else that you do to help your guys, you know, get used to dealing with frustration or being uncomfortable? Yeah, I think the other thing we've, we've talked about it too is, you know, we, we kind of joked, we called this version of the golf course HR National as a, as a tribute to Augusta being hard. Um, we're also going to have an iteration where we move the tees up and they have to hit driver everywhere other than the par threes. So you've got your four par threes, you play like normal. The other 14 holes, you have to hit driver. We're playing the up tees and the goals are 59, right? So like you have no excuse when, when the golf course is playing short and easy. And, and hopefully we're training guys to get six, seven, eight, nine under and be able to handle that because it's different, right? Like yeah. handling a hard golf course and getting it around in 74 is a different feeling than being six under with six to play. And do you, do you get in the house? Are you happy with four under or do you keep the pedal down? So I think we're going to mix in something like that as well. I think it's today, it boosts the confidence a little bit. You know, guys are out there and they kind of flip the switch from, maybe being defensive a little bit to being a little bit more offensive. Um, and it, it trains them to, to get in that mode of I'm, I'm attacking, I'm not being stupid, right? Like I'm still picking the proper targets going through my process, but 
I'm not fearful of what's coming. Like I'm trying to attack it because it's, it's right there for the taking and everyone's going to shoot low today. So I think we're going to mix that in as well. And when I think having two, at least two different versions like that or playing just, you know, the golf courses is traditionally set up gives us a really wide range of just feeling and, and scenarios at home. So we're going to mix in some stuff like that too and see how that goes later this spring. Love that. I think those are, those are two really, really cool concepts that any golf coach can take and use. One, changing the golf course layout. So the tall, you know, the, the, the rough is now a penalty area and we're going to play from the front tees and you got to hit driver except on the par threes. And we're really trying to give them an advantage to go low because when they're looking at their score sheet, right, they're going to say, okay, well, yeah, I'm playing from, from the front tees, but Hey, I did just go 11 under. How am I handling this? How do I handle this pressure? How low can I go? Right. And then what does that do to their focus or, you know, changing the way guys play on their normal home course? I mean, even at Chaparral Pines where, I, I got a house there. That's my home course. Like it's, I don't have to, I don't have to work as hard at my process on that course as I do when I go play somewhere brand new because I don't have to take out the 18 birdies app and go, what does this actually look like? How is this playing? You know, I can just go out there and I know exactly what I'm going to hit pretty much the entire way around. So I think anytime you can break that pattern, break that monotony, that's going to be good for people. So, well, coach Carpe, I know you guys are about to board a flight there and head off to NC state for a tournament. Uh, looking forward to you know following you guys this weekend and looking forward to getting us back on here with the next episode of the Breakfast Balls podcast where we're going to have a special guest, Scott Fawcett with Decade, and we're going to talk about course management. I think when we're looking at developing championship-level golfers and championship golf programs, there's three aspects of development. There's swing management, there's course management, and there's self-management. I focus a lot on this podcast with the self-management I love that you can talk about the swing management and course management, but we're going to bring in Scott Fawcett, who is one of the best in the world, if not the best in the world, when it comes to course management in the system of decades. Super excited for that. So for all of our listeners, stay tuned to the no filter network, uh, net page. Also stay tuned to do do coach carp on Instagram and Brian Kane peak on Instagram. And we'll let you know when they're going to have that session with Scott if you wanted to join us. Thanks, Drake. Dominate the day. Keep it straight. Play well, man. Awesome. Take care. Hey, thanks for checking out this podcast. This is Brian Kane, and I would love for you to leave us a review if you've enjoyed the show. I'd also love to engage with you directly on social media. So please reach out on Instagram or Twitter at Brian Kane Peak. And then make sure you head over to briancane.com and check out some of our articles on our blog, some of our videos. And if you're a coach looking to master mental performance and up your game so you can help your clients get the results they've been looking for, check out my Mental Performance Mastery Coaches Certification, where we teach you about the mindset, routines, and habits that your clients need to get the results they've been looking for. If you're an athlete or a performer listening to this podcast, Head over to briancane.com and click on athletes. Check out my 30 days to mental performance mastery for athletes program where I walk you through and coach you virtually to help you master the mental game and give yourself the best chance for success. Thanks for being with us here on the podcast. Let's dominate the day.